From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the revolutionary mascara from CoverGirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Cleantopia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check-me-out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, having some of the most fun of my life. Guys, before I jump into today's incredible interview, because I'll be honest, I was having a great time backstage, remotely, listening to Jesus, doing what Jesus did. You know, this is an exciting episode. We're talking about the prophetic today, but if you want to hear God and you want to prophesy, please download my free PDF, Prophetic Activation. It's available for you so that you can hear God. You can prophesy over your your spouse, over your kids, over people you come across, whether it's your barista, your chauffeur, whoever it is, you can hear God. You can prophesy over their life at the entry level. But guys, I'm so excited for my special guest today. I have Amy Sutherland, who's an actress. She's a graduate of the Maryland Hickey Bible College and Harvest Mission School of Iris Ministries in Africa. She's been hearing the voice of God at a very young age. People have compared her to being like a Samuel, Samuel the prophet. She's always remembered knowing the voice of the Lord. And so she has a very incredible prophetic anointing upon her life. She loves Jesus tremendously. She's on the Christian view. Maybe maybe I already said that, but she's on the Christian view. Without further ado, I want to welcome Amy Sutherland to Adventures in the Spirit. Amy, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Hi, Jared. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you so very much. It's an honor to have you on here. Uh, and the Holy Spirit was doing something very special, very amazing, just um, in the few minutes that we were getting acquainted. But Amy, I'd love to hear your story for our audience, those who are viewing, those who are listening later, about how you started hearing God at a young age and then how he grew you in that. Well, first of all, again, thank you for having me. I will say that I do remember hearing the voice of God from a very young age. I, I know that that's not everyone's experience, but for me, I the way I explain it is he revealed himself to me. I actually had a, a bit of a traumatic childhood, but prior to some of um, the tumultuous circumstances, the Lord really, he took me on adventures of uh, in the spirit as your yeah. podcast you know he he definitely was taking me on that adventure and and taught me how to trust him through my dreams 
and then also visions and even out-of-body experiences. So my first out-of-body experience was when I was just five years old. And prior to that, I had gone to heaven. I was eating fish with Jesus. And it just was something that was very natural to me. And to be honest, I felt more comfortable. Um, And it could be because my worldly circumstances were, they were hard, they were difficult. And But the Lord always just drew me to him and I felt safe and he truly was my safe place. I remember being dropped off when I was probably about four years old to strangers home and the kids were already sleeping and they took me to this upstairs room and I was with adults that I didn't know. And that would be really scary for a child. It was scary for me. And they told me to go to bed and I just laid down and I looked out at the moon and I was just communing with God as this four-year-old and he has always been my my safe refuge. You just mentioned third heaven encounters <laughs> and out-of-body experiences. Now in the Christian world, there's a lot of controversy about these things, but when it's initiated by Jesus, mm-hmm. it's it's biblical. I mean, the apostle Paul talks about third heaven encounters. Now for me, I've encountered these things, I've had these things, but it's you know, it would take a long time to even go public or share these things because some of them are just too deep for words. Some of them are just between right. you and Jesus. But right. is there an encounter that you can share that that God's okay with you sharing so that people will know that this is real, this is true, as long as it's biblical initiated by Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. And I always um, speak on that, Jared, that you should never, I I never ask for these encounters, to be honest. I don't think it's wrong to desire more things of the spirit, but it, it definitely is something that pursued me. And like you said, as long as the Lord is initiating it. So as a four-year-old, I certainly, or a five-year-old, I didn't certainly initiate flying out of my body, but that's exactly what happened. So I was swinging alone on the swing set outside at my aunt's house She's actually the aunt who taught me how to pray in the spirit. I was also baptized with the Holy Spirit when I was probably about six or seven with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And prior to that, I used to pretend that I could speak in tongues. So anyway, but that's a it honestly saved my life. These encounters, they really did, because I lost my brother and my sister in a car accident. I survived. They passed away and I was swinging alone outside. This was, it was not long after that time. And I saw Jesus in the sky. And at first I remember seeing his foot and then he just came down from the sky and I flew out of my mouth and I went to go meet him in the sky. Then he tells me that my brother and my sister are with him and that everything's going to be okay. And I fly back down into my mouth. Well, I tell my dad about it and he says, So what did he look like? And I said, he looked new. He said, what do you mean he looked new? He looked new, like a shiny nickel. And I love to tell this story because about 20 years later, I'm reading a book by James Gull. And he says, most adults describe having an out-of-body experience as flying out of their mouth. Now, Jared, this is the exact words I used as a five-year-old to explain to my dad what happened. I said, dad, I flew out of my mouth. So I think that in and of itself is just super confirming and profound. And that's one experience. Um, I have I have many, as you said, you do as well. But as long as it's drawing us closer to his heart, and I think that's the, the matter in it. It's not necessarily all about revelation or how much you know. It's encountering the heart of God. And I needed to encounter his heart in that time of my life so that I would continue to press on to know him. Because truly, this spirit for me was more real than the natural realm. It was kind of opposite. As I grew older, I kind of really had to deal with my humanity. Right. So 
I mean, the Holy Spirit was speaking to you at a very young age. Then how did you start growing in that and then obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit for your influencing of the the world of media, everything that God's opened up doors in your life? Yeah. So I continued to grow as in the sense of dreams. And I wouldn't always obviously interpret them as a, as a young person, but I, I did have dreams. I had warning dreams and the best I knew how really just innocently, I would actually deliver these morning dreams even to my parents. And as I was, I was probably about, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. And I really felt this inner struggle between pleasing man and the Lord. And that's how tight I was with the Lord. He always had me on a tight leash and I made some poor decisions. And I was actually asked to leave my high school a couple of years later because of those poor decisions. And I ended up transferring to another high school, but it recalibrated me getting back into where I needed to be with my relationship with the Lord. And from there, I went on to Bible college. But even all those times, even when I was hurting inside, because when we're sin against, even if you don't do the sinning, you still have to deal with the sin that's done against you. So I had I had my emotions to deal with. Like I was telling you, I had some trauma in my childhood. So as I dealt with that in my teenage years, the Lord helped me. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, you know, there's the the default to a, a prophetic gifting could be like you're saying people searching out like astral projection and psychics and things like that. So that's your um, there's a gift there, but it's who we choose to glorify the anointing with. So when I was, oh, who knows, in my early teens, actually preteen, I remember feeling the anointing on a secular song. And I asked the Lord, why do I feel the anointing? And he said, Amy, everyone has the anointing. It's who they choose to glorify the anointing with. Everyone is an anointed in a way. And so because we came from him, right, we're his DNA. Now, that enabled me because I was thinking, okay, the prophetic wasn't like a big deal back then, but I knew that I heard from God in this way. So I knew to continue just to press into the Lord with it. And I knew that psychics were quote unquote, you know, not godly, but I was thinking, what is this? What is this gift? And so what, what helped me grow and eventually into, you know, my young adult years and into later on um, twenties was asking questions. So the more I asked questions, he would, he would answer them and grow in a relationship in the prophetic. It was growing in that relationship. Also, I also saw in the spirit, so I often saw the supernatural, but I saw demons often, and I I had to start praying to see the other side, the angelic, which really I don't think um, that they weren't there. It's just the revealing to see it. It's not necessarily as easy sometimes to see. Through that, um, I, I was trained um, a few years later with a with a prophetic mentor, and again, just unlocking what was inside and growing with it. It's like a a fruit enabling it to grow and grow. And the more that you prune it, you test it. And just the simple acts of obedience, like Joyce Meyer says, like taking the grocery cart back and putting it, you know, just the simple acts of obedience actually will lead you into a greater depth of whatever gifting that it is that the Lord has with you for you. Amen. So you've been on this incredible adventure, hearing the voice of God since a very young age, seeing in the spirit, having visions, dreams, interpretation of dreams. And then how did the Lord lead you into acting and in the, the world of the industry, the, the media? 
Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I saw the movie The Mission when I was eight years old with Robert De Niro, and I just was really moved by that. And I actually took the soundtrack, which was a cassette tape. So I'm dating myself here. Um, as we know, when that movie came back out in the 80s, but I would take the soundtrack and I would just, it was so beautiful to me. And here I am an eight year old just in love with the music. And I had this missionary call graduated, uh, went to Bible college thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to be student direct. I was student director of fine arts, but I thought that, you know, I was going to do some missions work, maybe write a children's book. And my vision was so limited. But by the time I graduated, my my vision just expounded. Um, so I was student director of fine arts. I thought I was going to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, but because I knew that the Lord had promoted me often within uh, the realms of school. When I was in Bible college, he gave me these little promotions in that area of the creative arts. But I wanted to know if I qualified according to the world's terms. So I auditioned. I got into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And then the Lord said, die to your dreams and visions so that I can resurrect them. And so I went through this season of dying to it all, but yet knowing there was this creative gift in me. Now, interestingly, the Lord used a prophet, Sean Bolt's actually Fast forward to 2010, I came back from the mission field with Heidi Baker, and I had I had got back into the arts in between that time. But when I came back, I just wanted to serve the Lord, and I thought I was going back to Africa to work on a missions base. And he gave me a word, and he said, you have two calls. They run together. It's not one or the other. It's both. And it made perfect sense to me in that moment, and it unleashed me into walking in the fullness that... I don't have to be an actress and feel guilty that I'm not doing ministry. And I don't have to do ministry and feel guilty that I'm not doing acting. So it was just the running and the merging of them together. And to be honest, I really truly believe that the arts is very prophetic in and of itself. And it was always meant to be um, because it really shapes and shifts culture. And that's been known for years and years and years. And so there is reformation coming in that area you know, what the Lord has specifically for me and that I'm not quite sure, but how he led me into that and how it really started to form and take shape for me was all those things he put in me and did in my life on the mission field um, throughout my different experiences from a young girl growing up. He actually used media to bring me into that call. He used it, but then he said, you're a missionary to the entertainment industry. So as long as I had that mindset to serve the entertainment industry, I went out to LA after I graduated from um, Iris Ministries Africa. And that's when the Lord started just working that in me. And that's how it grew. It, it's literally partnering with him. It's a both and it's not one or the other. And it's walking in the fullness of what he's called us as sons and daughters, which oftentimes, as we know, living in America, the Lord's trying to undo us from so many systematic mindsets that are limiting to us instead of walking in the fullness of what the kingdom has. You can hear God's voice and prophesy every person with the spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. 
Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. I'd like for you to expand on that because whether you know that or not, I mean, that testifies to my spirit. That's from the Holy Spirit, what you were just saying there. So if you don't mind, I want to pull on that prophetic anointing a little and see where the Holy Spirit wants to take this about our identity and what's coming. Is that cool? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the beginning of 2020, one of, well, the first public global word I released globally was that the Lord was quickening um, a restoration to family. And then COVID hit. So we were in this lockdown forced to be with our families. And then I started seeing this picture and it was like a Rubik's cube and it looked kind of like, but it was round and it was gray. And it was just, I could see his hands just trying to sink it, sink this cube. And it would happen just in the slow motion over and over again. And I knew that he was awakening us sons and daughters. And that is a whole connected to a dream. Almost everything I say is connected to a prophetic experience, but I tend to be a little bit of an ecstatic feeler prophet, if you will. Um, so it's always connected to some type of experience but or dream. So within that, I realize over the last year and a half, like many of us have, that we've not been walking in the fullness of our sonship, if you will. And what he showed me is that even in the identity was that we became unfastened from his heart. And I had a vision and we were unfastened from his heart, but the fastening, you know, wasn't just buckled to him. It was heart to heart. It was face to face. And here he showed me that the church lost her boldness. And it was from that place that she lost her identity because she was no longer fastened to his heart. And when she became unfastened from his heart, then she didn't even understand how to wear an armor. And therefore we've become subdued and not walking as true sons and daughters and in the fullness of what the kingdom has for us to offer. Even as Roman 8 says, that creation is groaning for the mature sons and daughters to be revealed. And revealing there in the Greek means to take the lid off. So the Lord has taken the lid off in the last year and a half. And he's saying, awaken and arise. This is the time of, you know, the doves cooing. It's pruning. It's both and. It's a both and season of pruning and also divine romance. And so within that, there's authority being released, but there's also romance and there's pruning. And so anyway, he brought me this back to me recently as I was speaking on another program a couple months ago. And I realized the mind here with, or excuse me, this, this Rubik's Cube gray, it was the mind. And he's been sinking our mind and he's been trying to get us back in sync with the mind of Christ, because for so many years and years, 
it's just, it's just gotten another layer of covering and covering and covering. And, you know, when David, he slew that stone and he hit Goliath, he hit him in the middle of the forehead. And I've been studying that lately because he was a man after God's own heart. And he had a, a revelation of the resurrected Christ. His identity was in Christ. He knew it. He had it. There's scriptures on it, even um, in Psalms, where he had this revelation of of Christ. And within that, he slew David, he hit him in the forehead. And that's where our Goliath is. It's in our mind. And that's what our biggest uh, feat is right now, is the mindset that we've been under. That yes, there's principalities, but oftentimes those are even in our mind. That is where it's held. It's in our mind. It's symbolic. Symbolic because even, you know, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees that, you know, you honor me with your, with your mouth and your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And so it's a, time to be refastened to his heart to become the fullness of a mature son and daughter when we're connected to his heart see paul said he talked about the full armor of god but a bride as a bridal company we haven't really walked in that because we became unfastened from his heart and in ephesians 6 First, Paul says, be empowered through your union with him. So it's all about our union with his heart. And from that place of unity, then we step back and we can put on his full armor. So do you see David? He couldn't even wear Saul's armor. It didn't fit right. It was man's armor. He couldn't walk in it, but he could put pick up the shepherd because he knew the shepherd. He could pick up that stick and he could slay the giant. So Amy, I would love for you, if we can overcome these mindsets, what does God have in store for today's generation when they come into their identity in Christ? Like what does, what is the Holy Spirit showing you is to come? Oh, so good. I feel like he's been saying so many things, but you know, really uh, there's scripture where it talks about, <laughs> if I may be so bold, be bold, that the power of God comes out of his hands, like lightning rods. Okay. Like flashes of lightning. There's, power to be held for us now and that's the thing to discern is it's not that we're after power itself we're after the unleashing of jesus in us it's christ in us the hope of glory so within the working of power miracles creative miracles that is what is to come it is to prepare the way the true john the baptist who aren't going to be but they don't care they're weird it's okay. The gospel says that it's it's a narrow way. Few find it. It's esoteric. Okay. Esoteric means few. It's for a small group of people. We don't want it to be that way. We want to be harvesters of many, but that's what it is. And so what he has for us, I believe is power. That was the first video I did in the beginning of 2020 was it was time for the hour of power. And then the Lord took me through this um, encounter. Can I share it real quick? Totally. Okay. So, okay. So I began this fast. I didn't understand this was prior to COVID. It was in January, but the Lord was just taking me away deep into his heart. And I was, went to bed one night and a large, very large man, I'm not good with numbers, probably seven or eight feet tall, dark skinned man showed up in the room and it was in the spirit and he was an angel. And I heard Moses. And then there was a whole bunch of other angelic activity to my left. And so I started studying Moses next day or within a few days, I was having my time with the Lord um, again on this fast and not even understanding what the Lord was doing, but just putting this deep hunger in me. And all of a sudden I saw a wonder on the floor in the middle of the carpet. There was this gray incense smoke coming up like, like a fire, but it was like gray and smoky. 
And I got up out of my chair and, and now I would have been like, oh, I should have recorded or something. But I was so stunned thinking, how could this be? So I got up to investigate and there's no earthly reason why this should happen. So I was experiencing a wonder. And then I asked the Lord what he wanted me to read. And he took me to, he took me to Song of Solomon and he explained it to me. And he, it says here, Song of Solomon 1, 4, draw me into your heart. We will run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. Well, cloud-filled chamber there, the, the king's chamber is the inner chamber. It's the Holy of Holies. So he took me away separated me all of 2020 into his inner chamber. And I was praying and I ended up on a four month fast. It was supposed to be 40 days turned into four months. And every three days was a water only, only. So it was, I didn't even realize what was happening. I didn't plan it out this way. I was just being obedient to the Lord. And what I realized is that it was, it was a fast of the Holy Spirit, like of pressing in for the spirit. What is born of the spirit would be born on earth. You know, that's the only thing worth happening if it's born in the spirit first to only manifest on the earth. So we have to be the sons and daughters manifested first from knowing who we are in the spirit and then on the earth. Do you see? It's not for the flesh. It's whatever's in the spirit being manifested on the earth. So I contended and I prayed for those four months, ended up on several other fasts through the year. December comes along this last December and I'm at a meeting with Dutch sheets and I look in the back of the room and that angel that I'd seen in the spirit was there in the natural, that same man. And I, I look back three times and which is the number of the spirit. Didn't really connect that to later. He disappeared. I said, Lord, I need to go speak to him. I look back again. He was gone. And that night I had the most profound dream I've ever had in my life. Three days later, I end up in a six hour encounter and I get like shot in my right arm with which right is our strength and a shot in my right arm, like, like with an injection and this power and this overwhelming presence of the Lord just came through my body and into my left arm. And he overtook me for almost six hours. And I, I was so drunk and discombobulated that I was laughing and crying. I didn't know if I was dying. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I almost thought I need to call my dad because I was like, am I dying? What's happening? I didn't eat anything like, and I couldn't make sense of it. But you know, Jared, it felt, felt like 30 minutes. Now why I'm sharing this is because resurrection life is first fruits. This is what we have. This is what, this is what is our future resurrection life, preaching Jesus, the resurrection life of Christ. Resurrection life is a fruit first fruit of the spirit. Okay. And that's an acts three at the end of Peter's first preach. He's talking about the resurrected Christ. Okay. So to wrap that up after that encounter, which was a Wednesday, that Saturday, I'm in Michigan now for Christmas. The Holy spirit says, call your grandma. I have permission to share this story. I won't tell the whole thing. Long story short, I, she's not right. She's not acting herself. I was going to take her to the hospital, but the Lord, he didn't really tell me to. He told me to listen to your spirit. And because my other family members said, we'll take her in tomorrow. So I, I went back to my parents' home, got clothes and went over to stay with her. And I was hearing in a different tongue in a spirit that I've never heard before. And I started singing it. And it was almost like American Indian and it was beautiful and eerie at the same time. And it got my attention. And I said, Lord, what, what is going on? Like, are you taking my grandmother? What, what's happening? And so I paid attention. Like he said, well, her words started to slur. So I ran upstairs after her ended up catching her. She was standing up, but she had been in bed all day. And 
her body, she ended up collapsing in my arms, um, went into a seizure and her, I won't go into details, but her body gave out. She was not breathing as if she had died. And I say that because all this, she wasn't breathing anymore. And what happens to you when you die happened to her body. I'll just say it like that. Not thinking about anything. Amazingly, the Lord helped me to be strong. But remember, I said I got shot in my right arm. This has nothing to do with me. It's all about unleashing Jesus, by the way. I took my right arm and I just put it over her heart. And I just said, Jesus. And within seconds, she just gasped for air and opened her eyes and started breathing. And that is what the Lord has for us. And that is literally from an encounter of going into an intimate place. Intimacy is our weapon. David's weapon was in the wilderness that he learned to be intimate with the Lord. That is what the Lord has for us. Through intimacy, our future is the resurrection power and life of Christ. When I This summer, when I went through some of the hardest warfare that I had to go through, I was praying in the spirit. The Lord had given me a new tongue. And I was like, you know, moving my hands like we do and weird prophetic things. And I suddenly I looked down and I saw literally with my eye, not in the spirit, physical, I saw a physical spirit hand that had nails in it. And I looked down and I rebuked myself and I said, you are not the healer. And then I realized that it was the spirit of the Lord in me that I was seeing. So when we grab that revelation that it is Christ in us, that is how David defeated Goliath. He didn't need the armor of Saul. He had Jesus in him. Mind you, Ephesians 6 says, put on the full armor of God, not our armor, God's armor. And so that is what we have to look forward to prophetically, but supernaturally is to become mature sons and daughters. What does that mean? It means to walk through, like you began the show, Jared, walking through walls, being put in prison and the doors miraculously open. We are coming truly back into the times of acts. So the Lord's maturing his sons and daughters now so that we can withhold those lightning bolts so that we can be mature enough to not kill someone with the power. It's, it's his power. It's really just being a vessel. Amen. Thank you so very much. That is the prophetic word for today's generation. Amy, if you led us, our listeners, in an activation to hear God, to yeah. walk in their identity in Christ. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the power of agreement that you say that whenever two or more are gathered in your midst, that here you are in the midst of them, whatever we agree here on earth, believe we have received it, it will be done by you in heaven. I thank you that even that word agreeing means to be harmonious, that vibrations, even in science and sound, that there's no expiration date on the anointing. That Lord, for as eternity goes forth and, and days on, that this podcast won't expire because your anointing is in it and it goes out and your sound goes forth from this day. And so, Lord, I pray that through the power of Spirit of Christ in me, that God, you would bring revelation, Lord, to all those who hear, 
Lord Jesus, your words being spoken today, that God, as they desire you, Lord Jesus, that you would unlock these mysteries to hear you, to know you, Lord Jesus, and to obey you and love you rightly, God, that they would not have other gods before you, but God, that they would humble themselves, Lord Jesus, not pursue the gift, but pursue your face. And in that pursuit of knowing who you are, God, these gifts are an overflow. They are gift, God, and they are your abundant treasures of heaven kingdom realm. So Lord, I ask that you would unlock these mysteries today, Lord Jesus. Whoa, I pray right now in Jesus name, God, that Lord Jesus, that through like fire and wind, Lord, just would overcome people today, Lord God, that your fire, God, would just stir, Lord Jesus, what it's been embering, God, that you would fan that flame today, Lord, of hunger in hearts, Lord God. I pray for open eyes, for the scales to be removed, for deaf ears to hear today in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord God. I just release, Lord God, the wind of your presence, Lord, to overcome and overtake them, God, that you would stir and move, Lord Jesus, that you would remove the debris that's hindering all that hinders them from your love, God. And Lord, release them into the fullness of their destinies and calling today. I thank you, God, for hunger and destiny being released today in this hour, Lord. And we thank you that your gifts are so sweet and such an overflow. And I believe that they will receive all, God, all that they request and they ask of you because you are a good father. And if we ask for a fish, you won't give us a stone. So I bless every listener today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And I I don't want to spoil the moment. I just want to rest in this for another 30 seconds. If you're listening to this, you're watching this, just as Amy had prayed, put your hands out if they're not out already Mm -hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you. You might feel a wind or a fire around your hands right now in Jesus' name. It might start off as a small tingling sensation, but we bless that, Lord. We bless that, Lord. May the wind, there you go, right there, right there. Mm. You feel that wind around your head? You feel that wind around your hands? <laughs> you feel that fire of God surging through your body. I think, I think someone right now has got the fire of God going down their spine. Someone mm-hmm. else feels a fiery halo around their head. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Feel that wind around your arms going up. In Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I'm seeing these little um, colorful little balls being released around people. And I, I feel like color and vibrancy, they're going to pop. And it's just like, all, all of these, it's, it's like a, um, just the spirit whirlwind is going to be unlocked around you, but it's, they're being attracted to that hunger in you. And as Jared prayed, and as you, as you ask and you open, you open yourself to it, it's going to open over you and where you've been seeing even in black and white, like vibrancy and color is coming back into your life. Amen. Yeah. This was awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Amy. Amy, what is it for people to get a hold of you for more information? Thank you. It's such an honor to be with you today. Um, We never really know where the Spirit's going to lead us, so praise the Lord. Awesome. (laughs) I'm feeling um, the Holy Spirit all over. I mean, I'm like, (laughs) woohoo. My website is www.ablazeglobalproductions.com, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, My email is info at ablazeglobalproductions.com. Or excuse me, ablaze info at ablaze global productions at gmail. All right, guys, reach out to Amy, connect with her on social media as well. That's how we got acquainted. 
I'm going to have her come back to this program sometime soon for <laughs> another whirlwind of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget to subscribe and share. So subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky podcast and share this episode with all your friends. May they encounter the Holy Spirit. So subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, the Charisma Podcast Network, and anywhere you listen to podcasts in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.